this is one of my favorite shirts. I definitely want that. It looks that. very soft. Yeah, it is. This I've worn. This is my 84-year-old Busha, which is Americanized Polish for grandmother. I wear those. I will use that. I will use that. She's sorting through clothes in plastic bins with my mother, planning to donate to a Catholic charity. And these are all his, 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 okay. My grandparents live in a cozy blue home decorated with crosses, framed photos of loved ones posing at weddings or reunions, a smattering of Mickey Mouse paraphernalia. When you look around this house, what are some of your favorite things? Mm, I don't know. Just being, I, you know, there really is no... Really, there's there are pictures of our children, our grandchildren, our great grandchildren that I treasure very much. As for favorite things, um, there really isn't any. Uh, I think just being here with Barney all these years is, is my favorite. You know, Barney is her husband, my Jaja. There are pictures. Yeah, I could say yeah, I like that picture. I like that picture. But there there really isn't anything that I would say I couldn't live without because they are nothing but things. In a few months, my grandparents will move into an assisted living residence near their oldest son. They'll pack up belongings accumulated over their 80 years, toss out others, and head to a new home. My busha said she's scared, that she's always felt scared with each move of her life. Well, it was the same thing when we moved here, back in 1991 leaving a place that we had lived for 25 years, leaving a place where our children grew up. I think at, at this stage of the game, being the age I am, the age we are, uh, it's frightening. There will be family there. I would never move any place where there was no family. I would love to stay here. Uh, I love the area, I love the people, and I love, I love the climate. But... We can't take care of this home ourselves. I hadn't been to visit my grandparents in their home in Desert Hot Springs in a decade, since I was 10. When I did visit, I wanted to talk to my Busha about leaving home for what will likely be the last move of her lifetime. I don't know what the future holds. I guess this is where I have to really step and think, which we did before, trust in our Lord, and that's all. How should you make a home? She responded, full of love. It has been the guiding principle of her life, informing her even more than her faith. At one point, my Busha had two suitors who proposed to her, my Jaja and a man named Fritz. Then my Jaja wrote her a love letter. While I was out dating Fritz, Barney wrote this letter for me and was written July 27th, 1952. I'm going to cry. Dear Mary, this is Sunday evening and I don't have anything to do, so I think I'll answer your letter. I guess I owe you one. I want you to know that I do miss going out with you. In fact, I miss you very much. And I think of you always. My only wish in this life is to make you happy. 
but I don't want to be selfish about it. As far as I'm concerned, no one contains more truth. No one is more serious, sincere than you are, Mary, and I could be no more truthful and no more sincere than when I say I love you very much. Well, Mary, have fun, stay happy, and don't forget the goal for which you are striving in September. With love, Barney. Her goal was to be a nurse. She was the only one in her family to pursue higher education, the only one, it seemed at the time, with the chance to achieve a future wealth, perhaps marry a doctor or a wealthy man who could provide her with the finer things in life. But she chose to make a life with my judja. And uh, I make, made up my mind after I got this letter that I was going to marry him and not Fritz. We did get married on a shoestring. We bought a stove for $5. The only thing new we ever bought was a bedroom set. Bought a refrigerator for 15 bought a table and chairs for $3. It was an apartment, mm-hmm. a flat. They called it flats in those days. The landlord lived upstairs. Barney and I lived downstairs. And uh, it was just a one-bedroom. And when we had Barney, young Barney, uh, his crib was in our room. After that, they moved around for my judge's work. From Buffalo, New York, to Iowa, to Illinois, to Michigan City. And now? What do you envision your new home to look like? I don't have the slightest idea. I really don't. It's going to be just a small apartment. The main thing about it is we won't have any responsibilities really in taking care of food, cooking, laundry. Everything will be taken care of. And in a way, I guess I will miss doing things. But I think it's the best for both of us. Um, I guess after 63 years, I don't think we could ever be separated. In fact, both of our wish was, when we do go, we want to go together. Is it strange to see all of your kids and grandkids growing up and getting oh. older? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. What's, what's fascinating and enlightening, really, is to see our children, how they have our children married, have their own little families, their families have families, and now we have a great, great grandchild. Um, it's... It's a good feeling to know that our family will continue. Okay, I want to ask you the, a cliche question, okay? Mm-hmm. In all of your 84 years, you know, what, what advice do you have? <sighs> mm, what advice? We've always said our motto has always been love one another. And that's been our motto since umpteen years ago. And we've we've stuck to it. We've had our hard times. We I won't say we don't argue, we don't fight. I can remember once we had an argument where I went and slept in the living room and he slept in the bedroom. In the middle of the night, both of us had a guilty conscience. We met at the top of the stairs and almost fell down the stairs because <laughs> we hugged and kissed each other and said, I'm sorry. And so that, that's been our life. We never go to bed without kissing one another and say, we love you. We love you. 
<laughs> time, you know, like, um, this is post-Korea? No. This is pre-Korea. No, post-Korea. Well, I never to, met him till after yeah, he was out of the service. Post-Korea. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. see, I, see, I was wounded on May 18, 1951. My and Busha, Jaja, like my dad, and I all talking that one was, night about my grandparents' meeting and the proposal. Mm-hmm. And following New Year's, and it's when we, we, we first met there, right? Mm-hmm. And Finally. Then, and then uh, it took me all the way till October to ask her to marry me. So now we're going October to... October It's actually not that long, really. In their day. Yeah, it's only a year. Not even a year. October 13th. No, it had to be more than a year, huh? Eh? No. Hmm? It was 1952. Yeah. And I graduated in September. We went to Vini and Trudy's wedding, and you asked me then to marry you. Yeah. And then in October, you, Surtees, you gave me the ring. Yeah. But I was, I, I was afraid to ask her, so she might say no. Because I was crazy about her. For American Student Radio in Bloomington, I'm Sarah Panfill. Uh-huh.